0: Pre-season is done and dusted, the new kit and a few new faces have been revealed and with just days until the start of the new season we're more excited than Malcolm McConaughey with a list of out-of-contract Scottish footballers. In this podcast we'll be using our crystal ball to predict this
1: season's headlines we'll ponder the life of a Watford fan over the next eight months and we'll be chatting with fans favourite Lloyd Doyley.
2: Football is back, Watford are back, Jason, Mike and John are back. This is From the Rookery End. Hello and welcome to the second ever From the Rookery End podcast. I'm John, and with me again is Jason. Hello. And Michael. Hello there. We are lifelong Watford fans, season ticket holders in the Rookery End at Vicarage Road, and this podcast is our little way of sharing our life. As a Watford <coughs> fan. We're currently in the Railway Arms pub in Oxy, just across the road from Bushy train station. About to have a beer. I have my IPA. Mike, what's your tip all you've got Guinness there? for me. And uh, a bottle of Corona. It is summer. It is the summer, of course. And uh, we're going to be here before we head off to Watford's final pre-season game against Charlton. where We're going to be not in the Rookie end this time. We're going to be in the Upper Rouse. It'll be a bit different.
0: Indeed, I've packed my uh, my Thermos. I hope one of you two's remembered the lovely knitted red, yellow and black blanket. Well, I don't know about the blanket, but i certainly practised my polite applause.
1: <laughs> it will be a slightly different atmosphere.
0: We'll behave ourselves. We we'll will. Behave. We
2: will be the, the best behaviour. So, Mike, what have we got coming up in this podcast?
0: Well, John, we'll be looking forward to what we think life will be like for a Watford fan this season. We all met them on podcast one. We'll be catching up with the Watford wags again. This time we're hearing about what they think a gold poacher is. When we finally get to Vicarage Road, we'll be chatting to some of you about how you're feeling about the young players. We're also going to be chatting with uh, Watford blogging legend Matt Rousen about the makeup of the squad. John, I'm loath to ask, but I suppose I've got to. After your uh, song about Lloyd Doyle in the first podcast, are we going to be hearing any more of your dulcet tones this time round?
2: Well, I've uh, been putting pen to paper again and uh, mm-hmm. <coughs> warming up the voices. And and wonderful. I've got Lovely. a special song for a young hornet. This one's especially for Liam Henderson, but more of that later but on top of all that we're also going to be chatting with defensive rock and darling of the terraces Lloyd Doily so plenty to come in this podcast are you ready to kick off another
3: season of podcast boys yeah absolutely Good Good stuff, stuff. yes from the rookery end a podcast for Watford fans by Watford fans.
1: So boys, we are now less than a week away from the start of the season and we've got another eight months of Championship Football ahead of us.
0: How are you feeling about the coming season? Boys, I've, I've got to tell you, I'm excited, I'm, I just can't wait. I've, um, I've been to one pre-season friendly away at St Albans, which was lovely, um, and I saw some of our young kids in action there, they were awesome, I think they're playing with, without any fear, they're, they're skillful, they've been brought through by our quality coaches. I don't think we've got anything to fear this year. Um, I'm raring to go. It's amazingly optimistic for you. I know, it won't last, so enjoy it while it's two. Yeah, he's a li- little one. bit
1: optimistic than me. I'm a little bit nervous at the moment. I'm just worried about the... Uh, I and mean, too many youngs in the squad. And they're looking good, love them, but there's going to be a time where they're going to get bullied out of games, um, and it's how they react to those games that concerns me.
2: I know what you mean. I, I am optimistic about it, because, I say, so Mike, we saw them play at St Albans, and I think... There are goals in this team, and the big thing is we're playing the championship this year. There are no big teams. There's no Newcastle. There's no West Brom. All the teams coming down are mediocre. They are teams that were only part-time that. in the in the Premier League. For, you know they were yeah. never going to stay up there. The, and the teams the coming up,
1: as from the teams coming but up, the, good teams. Well, better than the teams going down. I feel
2: they are, but the teams that are coming up are Leeds, who yes, they dirty, are Leeds. dirty Leeds. Dirty, dirty Leeds. 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 They are Leeds. There's Norwich and all big teams before, but. They're not the team they used to be,
1: all and clubed. they all faltered last year in League One. Leads tremendously, in fact. We'll see, yeah, we're we'll interested to see how Leeds that, do that, Jermaine Beckford.
0: All, all clubs with big, big support though, big grounds, big vociferous support, and I think that's going to be where we find out a lot about our, our kids pretty quickly, and well, right from the get go. Because as we know, we're on the box on on Friday night live away against Norwich. They've sold all their season tickets, so it's going to be a sellout, noisy crowd, excited crowd. It'll be a real, um, a real test for us. But uh, like I say, it could be half a Guinness talking. But I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, this podcast isn't about just the three of us. We want to get as many Watford fans on here as possible. So for the last few weeks, we've been trying to gauge how you're feeling about the coming season. We've been asking Watford fans what newspaper headlines they'd like to read in the Watford Observer this season. What will be the moments from this season that will be written down in Watford history forevermore? To read out some of the best, here's our very own newspaper stand man.
3: Extra, extra, read all about it. roger Swansea hammered at Vicarage Road despite world record 57 consecutive sideways passes. Mysterious Arab billionaire completes takeover. Doyley bags a hat-trick as Hornet Sting leads. Doily working on new goal celebration shocker. Goal net broken as Doily smashes a 452.793 miles per hour screamer from 40 yards. Extra, extra. Nothing happens at the club AGM. Nothing financially cataclysmic, confrontational or petty at all. Watford may be buzzing, but the Vuvuzelas are swatted. Dale Bennett earns full England call-up. Elton splits with partner and marries Watford FC. Watford by Kenilworth Road for the reserves to play at. Watford win promotion against unbelievable odds through team spirit and youthful belief. Read all about it. Hornets re-sign Danny Shittu and Richard Johnson to aid mainstand demolition. From the Rookery End, get involved. Go to facebook.com forward slash End.
2: It's been another interesting summer break at Vicarage Road. Plain talk about lads. If we start with the departures, first big movement we had coming out of uh, Vicarage Road was the release of Will Hoskins, John Harley and Jay De Merritt. No big news really,
0: we all kind of saw that come in. No, it was almost John Eustace as well of course, which sent that us all into of... apoplexy over, yeah. re- almost ruined my summer holiday. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? Well, as you say, it wasn't not it wasn't a surprise to any of us. We we kind of figured out who was going to leave, and I think the club had made it public they weren't going to be renewing um, certain contracts. So no great surprise. From my point of view, um, the biggest miss will be will be John Harley. Absolutely. Uh, I think he was um, he brought something to the team a bit of steel, a bit of confidence, a bit of verve. Uh, he wasn't f- afraid to get stuck in. Some might argue he got a bit too stuck in from time to time. <laughs> but I'm willing to forgive uh, forgive them that because I know what I'd be like if I was wearing the yellow shirt. I'd be going. Mentor basically. But I think John Hawley would be, be a big miss. I think yeah. he'd be not scouting his game. Um, but Will Hoskins
2: going was, you know, he never really contributed much, but he was numbers. I suppose losing three players like that is losing three, three players so is, we haven't yeah. had quite come in. But Jay did all right in the World Cup.
1: Yeah, not too worried about you, but Towards the end of the season, he was playing like he knew he was going to South Africa uh, and that he would be playing in South Africa to show off his skills and try and find a new club. He was just. Taking it easy, almost. Yeah. Um, which was a bit disappointing from our point of
0: view. I think with um, I think with Demerit, it's worth remembering where he came from. Mm, and true. I can't remember off the top of my head. It was non-league. He came over like modern-day yeah, Modern-day Dick Whittington came over <laughs> to, <laughs> to pack his sort of one bag and sneakers. Couple, that wasn't an American. Accent, <laughs> was it? Anyway, he came over wanting to make his make his fortune in the game, and and we plucked him from nowhere. So I think that's that's credit to Watford to get the um, get the level of performance we did from him over over it's some true. very good good season. So I think um, the tight like as Jason was saying, the time had come. He he was ready to move on, and I think um, we can uh, part amicably.
2: Absolutely, they ordered there their service to us as much as, as they could maybe Harley and Demare a little bit more Will,
0: Will Hoskins was just a complete enigma I don't think we can yeah. close without mentioning yeah. a lot of people clamoured for, for, for Hoskins to come on but I think it's people who always want a, a change for almost for change's sake and mm. I think that the key thing with Hoskins was that we had three different managers and none of them liked him none of them fancied him so I think there was something amiss there but of course with, as with any ex-Watford player we wish him well in the future
3: from the rookery end.
2: Pre-season training, 1st of July, I think the boys must have gone back, somewhere close to that. And it's a youthful looking side. So pre-seasons we've had so far, 5-0 away to Bournewood, 2-0 win away at St. Albans. Losing, 1-0 away to Barnet. Then a 3-3 draw at Northampton, which we had to fight for, because we were 3-1 down yep. at one point. And then uh, in the last week, a 2-0 win away at Stevenage, which I don't think anybody went to, because at 18 pounds, Shame on the you! <laughs> <deep-position> <laughs> Shame it was, it was on too you!
1: Uh, I do have a, a colleague at work who's a Stevenish fan, right? Um, who said he was very impressed with Watford. Uh, he thought our passing and quick movement was uh, very impressive. I had to double check and make sure he did go to the Stevenage <laughs> again. But no, he was—he was very. Uh, he sounds like uh, a, a fine, judge. <laughs> a fine judge. He is. Yes, he does know his football. So it was quite pleasing to hear that. But yes. that
2: probably did come from the fact that we had, you know, a loss at Barnet and a iffy draw. Away is Northampton, you need those things in, in in pre-season to kind of get your house in order. And you know, you look online, you look at the, the forums and stuff, and you see a lot of negativity towards drawing for your Northampton. Surely we should be playing, you know, winning that game comfortably. But you know, if you just keep win, win, and
0: win, you don't you don't learn. I'm no. I'm more than happy with that pre-season. I yeah. think so. It's a very Watford pre-season, isn't it? We have mm. had a uh, couple of wins, drawing a and a defeat, goals flying in at both ends. Mm. I think we'd be um, we'd be surprised if if anything else happened. I think when people actually go to Friendlies, they expect to see a certain level of performance. Whether that's fair or not, I don't know. Because for me, pre-season's an extension of of training. It's just getting time out on the pitch, playing against players you don't know, mm. um, and just getting that little bit of extra match fitness. Just talking about fitness, who do you think came back heaviest from pre-season oh. pre-season training? Oh think it's got to be Melky. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, it's a young team. They've all got high metabolism rates still, so I doubt they put that much weight on. I remember but the I'm days when
1: I had a high metabolism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping Lloyd didn't eat too many uh, chip burgers yes. during the summer.
2: We, th- we did see him on the last day of the, of the season. We saw him coming out, the last home game of the season, coming out with a burger with chips in a bun. And you could tell it was his. We finally finished. I'm on my holidays. It's a sort a, of treat,
0: a snack of kings.
2: But today we got uh, we got Charlton. This course, this podcast will go out after that game. But you hope that it is a more championship-like side that they're going to be playing and more worthwhile than playing a glamour club from either Palm or even a, a Premier League team. Playing a Premier League team will be nothing to help the learning process. I think all these games will definitely help toward the learning process, ready for the big kick-off against Norwich on Friday.
0: I think this is probably the most telling pre-season of all because we're now, well, for Watford, we're less than a week from our first game, so we should really be ready to to get cracking. So I think that the side we see today will be... Um, the side that starts today will probably be the side that starts on Friday I should uh, imagine but mm. we'll be interested to see what that starting lineup is a
3: podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans from the rookery end
1: okay guys so we yet to mention the returning of our two most recent managers this season
0: Mm.
1: Brendan Rodgers didn't last long enough last season to make a return as Reading manager so we'll get to give him a um, (coughs) loving return (laughs) on (laughs) 28th September when Swansea come to town but our first home game of the season is against Coventry which means the return of our former esteemed manager A. D. Boothroyd absolutely and I suspect we will hear a very loud cheer and round
2: of applause for, for Mr. Boothroyd when he comes out onto the pitch but it got me wondering I can't kind of, kind of wonder what will that meeting between Malky and he be like I don't know you said John what do you mean Well, I'm not saying there's any bad blood between it all, but, you know, Malky's now the established manager here at Watford, and there'll be that kind of moment when the former teacher and pupil meet once again. It's kind of like that moment in Star Wars where Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi meet each other again for the first time after a couple of years. It got me thinking, what would that meeting sound like?
3: I've been waiting for you, AD1. We meet again at last. The fixture list is now complete. When you left, I was but the coach. Now I am the manager. Only a manager in the championship, Malky. Your tactics are weak, old man. What do you mean, old? I'm only a year older than you. Uh, Ah, you got me there. Sorry about that. You can't win, Malky. If your striker scores more than mine, I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. You what? Is that meant to be a Jedi mind track? <laughs> you shouldn't have come back, 81. Luke, Chris Coleman got fired. The opportunity came up for me at Coventry. I took it. It's not my fault. The fixture list man made us your first home game of the season. <laughs> Here, what's happened to your voice? Ah, it's because I'm holding this pint glass next to my mouth. I always hold it here on March days. I do it until someone fills it with beer. Do you fancy a quick pint before kick-off? Aye, that'd be grand. It'd be nice to catch up. Uh, Hey, listen, have they sorted out that squeaky chair in the manager's office? Are you kidding me? They've not touched the east stand. Do you really think they'd fix a squeaky chair? Keep up with the podcast blog on fromtherookeryend.com So,
2: boys, we've already talked about the, the outgoing. Uh, we've even lost a couple of the younger players, but in terms of incoming so far, it's only been two. Tom Aldridge from Carlisle Aldridge. Uh, Aldrid? yeah. Aldridge. Aldridge? Aldridge. Aldred. Hopefully he will be a <laughs> good penalty yeah, yeah. taker. Because um, <laughs> uh, got a moustache. <laughs> a good classic 80s
0: moustache. Well, made it so nice.
2: Uh, and, of course, Rene Gilmartin, who is a very fancy name for someone from uh, from Ireland. Uh, who's hey, coming. John,
0: in. what's absolutely outstanding is you can, you can pronounce Rene Gilmartin, <laughs> <laughs> but you struggle <laughs> with Tom
2: Aldridge. Um, but he's come in goal um, for, to play from goal from Warsaw, um, I put up a blog post on from the I interviewed the Warsaw commentator, my, mate Michael Steve, and he said the attitude of uh, Gil Martin was was brilliant in terms of last year. He was a guy who forced his way from being a number two to being a number one, yeah. And uh, I think he'll he'll do something similar. In fact, Jason, you pointed out you liked the uh, his interview in the Watford Observer.
1: Yes, I did. He was saying that Watford era, was it? well. He first of all he said Watford a club of ambition. And then he said, yes, Portford definitely won't get relegated this year. Yeah. Which, uh,
0: <laughs> yes, I like a man with ambition. Hey, Kate, he, he, he was very quick when he arrived to, uh, to do that interview, and it was a very positive interview. I think the other thing I quite like about him is that apparently he hasn't got an agent. Oh, really? So he negotiates uh, all. Okay. So, unfortunately, for him, he's probably on about 17 quid a week. <laughs> but I quite like the fact that someone's willing to take their destiny in their own hands. Um, and to for quite a young a chap, That's I think that's quite impressive. And uh, I think he's going to be a success. He played, at, I think it was at Stevenage he started. He did, <coughs> yeah, he did. And uh, I didn't go because, as we know, Stevenage charged far too much money. <laughs> and I'm uh, struggling father of one. So I didn't go. But um, the reports that came back were that. Uh, Rene was um was very good He commanded his area well And uh, well Kept a clean seat Yeah made some good saves
1: as well Apparently Particularly in the,
0: in the first half I believe Which for a goalie He's um...
2: Um, But it will be interesting To
0: see kind of what happens And what chances Malky does give yeah. Rene Tom Aldred Comes from Carlisle Every time we sign someone From Carlisle I'm quite pleased really We got Super mm. Danny Graham Last year Complete with um, He had a lovely nose When we signed him I'm not sure how it looks now After he got an elbow In the conch At, uh, at St Albans but we also signed, of course, Wembley heroes Nicky Wright and. Um, Alan Smart. Alan Smart from Carlisle. So every course. time we make a sign of Carlisle, I sort of have fond memories, basically, and they, they, they've done well by us. So uh, I'm hoping Tom Aldred will, will be a good sign. For me, 10 out of 10 for those two signings so far.
3: From the rookery end.
0: Malky said he wants to make new signings. Looking
2: at that squad list. Anywhere particularly you're going, there's a must-filled must spot in that team.
0: Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing, Jason. You, you read my mind. I think um, Danny Graham is obviously going to be key for us leading the line. Um, we saw a bit of Marvin, the paranoid striker, last year. <laughs> I think we've seen enough to know that he's going to be, at the very least, a valuable squad member. Uh, the only, then we've got Liam Henderson and Gavin Massey, the only sort of... Mm. Um, recognised strikers on our books. Liam, as we know, um, has done really well in the reserves, but struggled in the first team. He's going to get a chance this year, so let's hope he steps up. But we're we're lighting numbers up front without any any shadow of doubt.
2: It could easily be Graham plus which one of the younger players yep. uh, and then battling it out. And maybe a battle for them is what they need. They or, a battle to push them
1: through. I or, think he's been playing uh, Mr Buckley out front. I think he has been, been a playing Buckley
2: so, um, uh, Bucko. Yeah. Bucko. Bucko. They do call him Bucko. We heard it. It's yeah, a great yeah, thing about pre-season. We go to small grounds. You can hear what they shout at each
0: other. And Bucko. One of the only ones that we can repeat on a yes.
3: family show. <laughs> Get involved. Go to facebook.com forward slash rookeryend.
2: I think there's a lot of fans out there worrying about will we making signings? Why is he making signings? All that sort of stuff. You've got to understand, I think, that we we aren't putting a lot of cash up front for these players. These players aren't making their decisions easily when it comes to signing for any club. So it is going to take time. And if you look back to the January window when we signed uh, Martin Taylor, he came on the last day, having had three options in front of him and a nice bit of showing off for Malky and Graham Taylor kind of yeah. got him to sign the dotted line. So those okay. sorts of players, it will take that little bit of time. But the good thing about that squad is I don't think we're going to lose anybody. This time last year, there we were. Yeah, with um, Smith.
1: Yeah,
2: Smith uh, especially, who'd scored a couple of goals and we knew he was. if it was right, he was gone.
1: Yeah.
2: But it's nice to know that this is a squad that we're going to build on. We're not going to fall back and then have to build again in a, in a few months' time. But the building, of course, could be lonely. And we like loanings, don't
0: we? We do. Served us well in the past, that's for certain.
2: Um, and everyone's kind of going to go and it will be more young players to keep that young squad that we have. But it will be interesting to see what happens with the new rules in the Premier League, with only having 25 players. If they're going to have a limit, they might actually start sending some of those bigger clubs, might start sending some of those more senior, not to say senior, senior players, but more experienced players down the. Uh, the ladder that is the the footballing system. Yeah, I think you're
1: right it'd be it will be a lot of last minute scrambling as well because mm. the deadline for naming the squads is um, the transfer deadline. Yeah. So those last couple of days as the uh, Premier guys sort out of their squads yeah, yeah, at the end of August yeah Maybe, they then will know who those guys are that are available and yeah so there'll be a lot of that going on those last couple of days I think it'll be quite an exciting uh,
2: Headline day this season. Absolutely. But, you know, for anyone who is worried, is Malky doing anything just because you haven't seen the headline saying we've signed someone? He has said...
3: All right, we're talking to plenty of people and we're probing. And we'll just keep chipping away until the people are signed. I'm not going to actually comment on what I'd like to get in, but it is something that is ongoing. Be assured, though, we are trying our hardest for this football club to get people in and to get good quality players in as well.
0: I think that's a... um... That's a good statement to hear. It's um, he's refusing to name names. I'm sure he's got his targets. We've probably read about them in the Watford Observer the last week or so. But he's not he's not naming them. He's not doing his business in public. And I think as as Watford fans, that's something we can be proud of. The older players are key here, as well
1: as as Malky. The likes of John Eustace and Martin Taylor who are going to be the senior players, and even some of the the younger guys. I mean, look at Doyley, who's been there a while. Um, even yeah. Scott Loach to an extent, the guys have been there, but you know, not so much in age, but experiencing in Watford that are going to have to yeah, bring these young kids through um, Danny Graham up front as well if it, if we do end up with this uh, weaker front line then uh, yeah he's going to need to, to look after the guys that play alongside him so yeah it's uh, it's not just Melky's job to do that this year I think so the, the senior players do need to mm. do that job on the pitch as well and I think it's key that he's given
0: John Eustace the captain <laughs> come on John I love John I love you John um, I just thought it was also worth mentioning that um, McGinn and Buckley. Yeah. For me, they're kind of almost like new signings because we saw a glimpse of of both of them towards the tail end of last year. Um, McGinn got injured. Yeah. Didn't they, 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 either of them turn up in a particularly healthy state? No. What, do you, what, what are you inferring? Well, Buckley
1: was injured. <laughs> yeah, Buckley was injured. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. I don't think he'd ever be fat. Can he Buckley but team like Buckley
2: that? at St Auburn and we reading the reports of so awesome. other preseason games. He has got a little bit of pace on him and he uh, him and you know, people like Michael Bryan and some younger players, if they have that pace sort of to them, and they they abuse that to the bigger, brutish more championship sides that we have, they could do they could do something quite nice for yeah. us well yeah.
0: I think I think McGinn and Buckley both of them are, are quite attractive going forward. I think they've got I think they've got a lot to offer and I think for me they're almost like two two new signings. I think that's the first time they've had a Watford pre season under their belt. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what those guys have got to do I think they're going
3: to be a, a hit From the rookery end
2: Pre-season, lots of goals from lots of players Buckley and McGinn are actually doing quite well
1: At this point,
2: who will be top goal scorer this year?
1: Top goal scorer? got to say Danny Graham I think
0: Danny Graham, well congratulations on making the obvious choice there uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, though, really Sticking your neck on the block there the Listeners will be thrilled to hear that uh, insight Personally I'm
2: gonna go with um, I'm going to go with Will Buckley. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, with McGinn. There you go. You that's, see. A, that's that's my bet. So don't,
0: don't ask me why, gut feeling. And okay. it is a big gut. <laughs> so Danny Graham for Definitely Jason. Go Danny Graham.
2: Yeah. Will Buckley Bucko for me Bucko for Mike and I'm going with McGinn.
1: Email the boys podcast at from the OK, so still to come on this pre-season from the Rookery End podcast, we'll be at Vicarage Road asking you for your views on the Watford youth. We'll be chatting with Matt Ralston, Watford author and blog writer, and getting our final look at the Watford team ahead of the new season. Plus, John says he's been writing another special song. Well, it is
2: very, very special. If you heard my Lloyd Doily song in uh, the first podcast, you'll know that all the songs I write come, come straight from the heart, and they mean a lot to it. So, boys, finish up your pints, and we'll head off to Vicarage Road. Um, but as we walk the park, let's uh, let's have a quick listen to the, the Watford Wags. They are the ladies behind the men, the ladies behind the huge credit card bills that need to be paid every single month. But do they really understand the game that pays all those credit card bills? And exactly how do they get their minds around some of football's special terminology? Here are the Watford Wags explaining goal poachers. Don't you wish your was
4: high? Here, Crystal. My man came back from Saturday's game in a great mood. He said that the club's new goal poacher scored a hat-trick. I don't get it. Do they get more points for boiling the ball? Oh, Chardonnay, you are silly sometimes. A goal poacher is a striker well-known for their close-range finishes. They're excellent off-the-ball movement, which allows them to lose defenders and gain space to shoot. Um, think of it like this. Do you remember when we were trainee wags and we had to spend hours in Kudos nightclub laughing at the youth team's jokes and drinking all their drinks just to get a snog off them? Oh yeah, tough times. Too right. Well, do you remember when that slapper Sharon would fly into the VIP bar, whisper something dirty in a player's ear and they'd be off in a flash with her for who knows what? Oh, I get it. Yeah, and so did most of the youth team from Sharon. And media. Don't you
3: wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? Don't you? Keep up with the podcast
0: blog on FromTheRookeryEnd.com. Right, so we made it to Vicarage Road safe and sound as us and about uh, 2,000 others ahead of this uh, pre season friendly with Tartan. Now, Matt Rowson is a man who knows a fair bit about Watford. He's written a best-selling book, Watford FC, on this history, going by now, available from Amazon. Yes. As well as being the editor of Blind, Stupid and Desperate, the successful Watford fanzine, He now regularly blogs on Be Happy, which I'm sure most of you are aware of. And Matt is good enough to join us now. Matt, welcome to From the Rookery End.
2: You wrote a great kind of load of blog posts at the end of last season, kind of digesting the, the squad and how they did last yeah.
5: year. Yeah.
2: How do you think those fewer people are going to be in this first few months of this season
5: you've got to be a bit apprehensive I'm, I'm not worried about the people we've got because I think the qualities you know particularly in the kids is pretty high I'm yeah. sort of more worried about the gaps in between you know we're short of numbers we're short of physical presence and we're short of experience and, and you, you've got to be worried until until the players that Mackay's assured us that he's after are brought in we, we you know we, we might need to wing it for a little bit I think And would you like to see come in it's not something given a lot of thought too we're short we're short on depth we're short on experience we certainly need creativity in midfield we need something more up front that we could do with a leader at the back. Although Taylor's giving us a bit of um, physical presence, he's not, uh, he's not dominant in the same way that Mike Williamson was. So I would say, uh, you know, quality is as important as quantity, but you'd think at least for.
0: Matt, if you could take one thing you're looking to, uh, forward to about this season what would it be football <laughs> summer's, summers just too long without football even with the World Cup and there speaks a man who definitely does not like cricket <laughs> <laughs> and, and Matt the other side of the court if there's one big fear you have about this season what would that be uh, it, would, it would be relegation obviously I mean you
5: know the third division the third tier you know the, the season before we before we won it last time was I guess what we'd be looking forward to this time we wouldn't really be expecting if we went down with the current Finances, the current situation to be, you know, competing with you know this season the likes of Sheffield Wednesday, Charlton, whoever coming back up again, we'd be in the mire in the middle, and that's a really dull place to be. Yeah. So, so that would be my biggest fear, I think.
0: Matt, long term, what would relegation spell for for Watford?
5: I'm not close enough to the finances, but you know, you, you, you know we are not. We've become a second tier club over the last, you know, the last 20 years or so. But, but you know, we're not. You'd have to fear that relegation would mean long term. That, that becoming our natural home again, um, and that would be the concern.
2: Um, yeah, when we went, to, we went to St Albans game away, Mike and I, Mike was really positive about those young players that we have there. Is it who
5: stands out the most for you? Who, who's going to be the young player for Watford this year? Well, I mean, there's, there's players I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen Massey. I haven't seen Mingoy I haven't seen Wichelow of the players that were played last season Dale Bennett looks excellent I like Ross Jenkins he, he, he didn't have his best season last season but I think he's, a, he's still a youngster uh,
0: In Malky McCoy do you think we've got the manager to safely guide us through this season?
5: Absolutely you look at the hand he was dealt last season new managers don't get big resources and lots yeah. of players and that sort of thing Like given the hand he was dealt I thought he did extraordinarily well. So absolutely, you know, every faith in Malky. and in the recruitment team. Actually, who've done very well with not very much over the last couple of years. You know, we've...
0: and before we let you go, we'll uh, we'll, we'll ask you to uh, put your reputation on the line. We want you to predict where we're going to finish, who's going to be player of the season, oh. and who's going to be top scorer.
5: I will say, I'll say we're going to finish 90. I get very excited, disproportionately excited, about young players based on not having seen them very much. Will Buckley in my head is already the best player we've ever had, so <laughs> so, so Will Will Buckley will be top scorer okay. um, and player of the season. We need our experienced players to stand up, so I'm yeah. hoping that John Eustace will be player of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very
2: much, Matt. Pleasure. We'll be looking forward to reading your blog post on uh, on be happy, um, and uh, we are all, as hopefully you are as well, ready for uh, another great eight
1: months in the championship. Absolutely.
3: From the Rookery End, get involved. Go to facebook.com forward slash Rookery End.
1: Alan Hansen famously said that you can't win anything with kids and he was famously proven very wrong. We was talking about the 95-96 Manchester United side that went on to win the double. Last year, Watford were reliant on young players, both homegrown and on loan. And we could see a very baby-faced Watford team again this season. At the moment, the squad has an average age of 21 and a half years old. 21.5, Jase. 21.5. That was, I, I took, I
2: took a lot of time to do that mathematics That's to a get, get that 21 out. And a half. Six, no, six, no, 25. but I spent
1: a lot of time to get the decimal points. That's exactly <laughs> to the right <laughs> rounded number. So at the moment the squad has an average age of 21.5 Thank years you. old. So we've just been around Vickery Road and had a chat with some of the Watford fans to see which young hornet they think will have a big season. I hope Buckley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks all right. He showed some promise in the last season. Didn't he? The and Aldrin
3: uh, uh, looks all right. I've only
1: seen him today, but I think he looks quite commanding. He's and he, big you, enough. You, you saw that like Gil Martin,
3: didn't you? Yeah, Gil Martin. I reckon we might, Loach will get an injury, Gil Martin will save the season, that's all
2: right. Hello, I'm Daniel and I'm from the Watford Legends website, watfordlegends.com.
3: Lee Hodson's the main man for me.
2: Yeah? Yeah, he's probably the best prospect we've got coming through. He's been compared to, by Nigel, to Nigel Gibbs by quite a few people, and not he? So, he's probably the main one for me, the most exciting prospect coming through, and the
1: one that's going to be worth some money.
5: Brian, he'll take players off. he's going to be good this year, and if we keep hold of him... I think I'll be very lucky. Boy, I think he's man. heading for bigger yeah, things.
1: Sorted out, probably. He got a goal of commentary last year. He looks pretty good. I'm quite excited to see him this year, actually. I'd like to think Ross Jenkins. I mean,
6: he needs to get in the team a bit more and play a good season.
0: So I think it could be a season this year, would be nice. Danny Graham, perhaps? If he gets a run. Uh,
2: he needs more support, does he, I think? He doesn't really get much help up there. Sort all on his own a bit.
3: From the Rookery End, a podcast for Watford fans by Watford fans
2: coming to the end of the game here at the uh, Coos Road Charlton uh, against Watford Watford uh, 1-0 up we, uh, we get to see uh, Liam Henderson come on
0: tonight. which is a shame it's a shame I think Liam uh, this is a sort of game oh, blazed over by uh, some long haired Lothario from Charlton <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was expecting to see Liam Henderson in this game because um, I think we all agree he needs a bit of game time and a bit of confidence more than anything else well, well I think that's the thing the, the
2: lack of age that the Watford squad have is, is going to be one of those talking points we're going to have over the whole of this season and um, I think the one thing that we need to make sure that we do as fans is just almost stupidly and blindly be behind these players one I think in particular as I mentioned is is Liam Henderson he's not come on we haven't seen him yet not yet yet. no still a few minutes left and well I want to show my support and belief in him and after my Lloyd Doyley song from the last podcast I've I've written a, uh, a special song just for Liam and hopefully it'll give him confidence to score his first senior goal the next time he plays. Next time we see him here on the Vicarage Road pitch, he'll connect leather to leather, and then that leather, the second leather, will hit
7: next song nylon. Song.
2: This is my song, especially for Liam Henderson.
7: You come from the northeast like Anton Deck. Why, I kid, you have got the skills. You've come down south to be a Hornet. The next bright star to score is gold But one thing just doesn't seem quite right Comfort and slow and worry in your sight You're scoring plenty for the reserves None for the first team which is a bit absurd Anything can happen It takes just one shot to score a goal Malky thinks you have got it and we believe you can do it all. Oh, Your name is Liam Hen, Hen, Henderson. You're going to strike, 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 strike the ball. You're going to score, 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 score a goal. Because you're a player who's worth five and four. Blimey, John,
0: that song put me in a hypnotic trance. I've just woken up. What, what day is it? It feels like it's about three days later.
2: <clears throat> yes. Very good, very good, Mike. It is now three days after Watford's pre-season 1-0 win over Charlton and we're back in the pub and uh, we've just been to visit the Watford squad at their London Colney training ground and interviewed a bunch of the players.
0: We were lucky enough to have a chat with Lee Hodson, Scott Loach and Dale Bennett, all of which you'll be able to hear on future editions of the podcast. But
1: right now you'll hear our chat with Lloyd Doyley and, well, we couldn't start the interview without asking him about his memories about that goal. Harley and
3: Cali coming in on the back post
7: the goal and what a man to score it. It's unbelievable. He's been here 10 years and never found the
3: net. Lloyd Doyley makes a little bit of Watford history.
6: I remember most of it Yeah. but I'm, I'm sure I remember most of it because the boys keep making me remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it wasn't um, like the,
0: the ball wasn't coming over in slow motion and you were thinking right this is it?
6: No well I just, I just stayed forward, I ran forward, stayed forward. And ended up heading yeah. heading the ball in the goal, but I went. I, I wasn't sure what was happening really because there was a little pause, weren't there? It was yeah, yeah, pause. yeah. It was no two one tones. could believe that I actually <laughs> scored. So was a little pause. So I looked over. I thought, I just scored. So, uh just ran off. And, yeah.
2: Because the boys, yeah. you ran and then they, they they turned you around and said, "Go yeah, over to right, there." Yeah. If you scored again. Have you got
6: uh, a better celebration? Uh, something you've in, in mind? I think but that not happens. if you when you say like, wait. Again. <laughs> I'm gonna score two goals this year. I've yeah. I've obviously a few bets with a few of the boys, so I have to get two goals. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be a bit more prepared than the last one. So uh, I think I'll probably run over and take off my shirt and get a yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be worth it. I'll be yeah, I'll be allowed to.
0: Lloyd, what, what about if we got some of our listeners to come up with uh, the celebration for you? And we let you know what it was. Would you oh, do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah excellent. <laughs> right. Lloyd, you're now one of our few senior players at Watford. I know it sounds funny, eh? Hey, because you're mm. much younger than me. When did, did you realise when you were a senior player? Did it feel does it feel different to you now?
6: Well, the last couple of years, realised that I'm a senior player, and um, you know, there's a lot of younger players in this squad now. I think there's like 14 or 15 players under 21, which is you know good for the future. But we do need you know our seniors to push them on, and they you know the youngsters need to become men now. Mm. Age don't really matter to be honest. Mm. As long as you're good enough, you should be able to play. And I think that's always been like at uh, Watford. So. Do, do you
0: feel like their uncle?
6: Uncle. No, but uh, I think they do look up to me because you know they've been watching me and other players like even Adrian Mario, he's a senior now. Yeah. Mm. He's only 23, like 24 next month, but you know he's been playing since he was 18. As I said, because most of the lads are under 21, they will look up to him as well. And yeah. we, we came through the system, you know, the Watford system. We've been there uh, since we were 10, 11 years old, yeah. and most of the youngsters have been as well. So. I'm sure they proved their worth this year. When you were a kid, who did you? Who was your first footballing hero? Des Walker. Obviously, I've always been a defender. I used to follow the Forest quite a bit because they used to have a lot of good players in the team. They used to have Teddy Sheringham, um, Roy Keane, Des Walker. And at the time, Des Walker was playing for England. England's top defender at the time. What he was good at he was good at stopping goals going in, and he was very quick, and that's, that's what I liked about him. Current football heroes? I've always looked up to Henri, I've always looked up to, even though he's not a defender. I love Rial, Rio Ferdinand. I just think he's so comfortable on the ball, and he's just one of the best defenders.
0: Away from football, Lloyd, for a minute, if we got hold of your iPod, yeah. we got one, we stuck it on shuffle at a big party, mm. what would be the one song you'd be worried that came up?
6: Worried? Yeah. Britney. Okay. Oh, I've got Britney's <laughs> album on there somewhere <laughs> That would be a bit bad um,
2: We did a, a first, this one this, this we on our second podcast which In the first one we did, we did an end of season special and we did awards. You didn't win goal of the season, because we didn't do goal of the season. We did goal of the season, not scored by Lloyd Doyle. Okay. <laughs> which, Dan, which Danny enough, won. Which Danny, but we, uh, yeah. you won the, the champagne moment of the season. Okay. So that was your... Now, you can take that home if you really want to. Stick it I, on your fridge. I will do. Or uh, <laughs> if you, you get to sign it, and we'll give it away.
6: Okay, yeah, I'll sign it. Cool. How quickly do you think you, you understood that, 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 how big a moment it was for the fans? I realised during the game. When I scored, the, you know, the whole ground erupted really. At the time it was still one one, so I couldn't really celebrate properly. <laughs> and uh, obviously it was still at the beginning of the game, you know, still in the first half. But during the game the crowd was really hyped up and after the game obviously yeah. you know all the fans and the amount of texts that I got and it was just a bit over overwhelming. It was
0: amazing. We loved yeah. it. You, you mentioned AD earlier. Did you was it true you had a bet with him who'd scored first?
6: No, not who scored first, who scored m- more goals, I think. Oh, okay. I so uh, is that you're going to do that? You're doing? Yeah, we both scored season? one goal one each. One I've had a bet with a few of the boys. I've had a bet with Danny Graham. That's scored Two goals. That was including pre-season go- uh, uh, okay. games okay. as well. And I should have scored the you last couple chance. of games. I've had a few <laughs> yeah. chances. Has it ever been a conscious effort to go forward? No, I think now a bit more in the modern game. The full-backs are edged on to go forward a bit more and create a little bit more that's what i do i I enjoy it i enjoy it even though i play left back at the moment it's a bit more uncomfortable on my left foot but i still don't mind it because it allows me to cut inside a little bit more and take a shot or you know so I, i don't mind it's good
3: from the rookery end a podcast for watford fans by watford fans
0: It's an overused word, but what an absolute legend Lloyd was. Not only is he a fantastic guy, he's an amazing footballer, but he's got top-notch taste in trainers as well. Yes, yes. Do you want to explain? Well, I couldn't help noticing, as we were having a little chat with Lloyd, my eyes uh, drawn inexplicably to his footwear, exactly the same as mine. Basically, I've got the fashion sense of a professional footballer. So, that's it
2: for Podcast 2. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. And thank you, Mike. Thanks very much. Uh, but most of all, thank you for listening to the second from the reclaim podcast. If you want to get podcast three automatically, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes and it will be the f- out the first week of September, probably Thursday the
0: 2nd. Yeah, work is already well underway. And the third edition will feature more from the Watford Wags, another interview from inside Vicarage Road, and an interesting insight into the life of young Watford starlet Michael Bryan.
1: Podcast at fromtherookeryend.com is the address to email us on. You can send us anything you like, your thoughts on the club, photos, video and even audio, which we can stick on the next podcast. So that's podcast at fromtherookeryend.com. Make sure you also follow us on facebook.com forward slash end, and you can follow us individually on Twitter as well. We're on there as Rookery Mike, Rookery John and Jace Bailey. Also make sure you check out the blog on from the
2: And by the time we three meet again, Watford would have played four league games against Norwich, Coventry Hull and Leeds and a Carling Cup game away to Aldershot. It's starting again boys. Are you ready? Ready
0: to go. Bring it
2: on.